You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. Yeah, that's the sound. <laughs> Did of you Game get Scoop the cat <laughs> booting up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Tina Amini. Hi, everybody. Justin Davis. <laughs> Scoop. And friend, and Sam Claiborne. Meow. And we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about uh, the uh, crazy, uh, crazy, crazy deal about Spider Man being exclusive to PlayStation and Marvel's Avengers. We're going to flip through the August 1990 issue of Video Games and Computer Entertainment. But first, really, all you need to know right now is that Splunky 2 is finally, finally coming out on September 15th, just over a month away. I couldn't be more excited. Uh, listeners and uh, my friends on the show have long, long heard me uh, talk about how much I love, love, love Splunky. Maybe my favorite game of all time. Jeez. Maybe. I don't know. Why does it need a sequel? <laughs> it doesn't necessarily need one, but the like I I uh, you know Spunky is so brilliant, and they've spent so much time making the sequel. That, like I'm really excited to see you know uh, how deep they're going with with this one and what what good one. I see what you're doing there. How deep they're going to go? Yeah. Maybe they'll go so deep that they hit a lava world. Um, yeah. What do you What do you want different in this game? Not necessarily different, but I mean... Uh, so just play Spelunky. I can't believe we're still talking about this. You don't want the game. You don't know what it should do extra. You're, this is the problem, Damon, is that people like you demand sequels and they shouldn't be made. Everything was, I was fine. I was, nev- I was never demanding a sequel. I've been excited for the sequel, though, ever since it was announced. We've had to edit these episodes several times to remove your demands. They're getting increasingly <laughs> more and more violent. 
My frothing yeah. demand for this game increases. <laughs> There's a if you're if you're an IGN Prime subscriber, you get Damon's 18 minute weekly rant on Splunky Two. Yeah, that we, yeah, thank that God we have to edit out of the show. Me. Yeah, you can download them. All right. Well, you're excited for this game. It looks like it has more digging. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, it's what all about it the, it's all about the systems. Um, you know, interacting with each other and, and unexpected surprising things happen on your, your quest to reach mm. the end of the game. Uh, so I'm just excited for all the, the new stuff that they're going to add to the game. Uh, for, you know, all, many, many different ways for me to unexpectedly die during a run. I, I love Spelunky. And, uh, and I was just joking about all that before. I, I, I think the cool thing about Spelunky is the thing I like about it. Super Mario brothers, a lot of other games where it's like, so focused on secret stuff. And as people discovered all the secrets, um that that probably alone gave me hope that this game would just be like just full of like crazy cool meta difficult things to accomplish i'm very yeah. excited about that see that's why i needed a sequel you catch all the secrets you discover all the secrets right. you need more secrets so yeah it'd be funny yeah. if they issued an update they're like we added a bunch of secret stuff that's the patch notes <laughs> like that's the patch <laughs> this patch is a secret good candidate for a guide sam it is it is although it's kind of a. It's really hard to write guides for roguelikes because um, you can kind of like classify. Like eventually, with speedrunning, this game became really interesting, Splunky, because um, you know there was like a certain type of orientation of the first level that like made sense to not restart on. I think that's really cool, right? But people basically started breaking the game to figure yeah. that stuff out. Um, but otherwise, you just got to be like, you might see a snake, or you might not. <laughs> if you do. <laughs> This is but what there's happens. like you know there's there's like uh, shortcuts that people can take that are built into the game that aren't yeah. that don't break the game yeah and, and you can tell people never to pick up certain weapons and stuff like that I think there is a um uh, there's an element to that type of strategy guide writing which is interesting because there's there's a there's a public out there that I know people don't don't expect this but it's true that just read from start to finish. Uh, a game's guide while they play it. And I did that when I was well, when I was a kid. Like I bought Ocarina of Time's guide and didn't lessen my enjoyment of that game. I love the in-depth page by page, like look at all the stuff in this game aspect of that guide. People like that. So that's different from like a Splunky guide where you're just like, here are some tips. Good yeah. luck. And then apparently also uh, at the in Sony's State of Play today, it was announced that Alan Wake is coming to Control DLC. That's correct, Tina, but we don't yeah. have much more information than that. It's yeah, honestly, I, I had like a, I, I haven't been able to watch State of Play in its entirety myself, but it was narrated to me by my friendly coworkers. Um, <laughs> and apparently he makes an appearance and it has been long speculated that the DLC in, uh, in question would be a crossover with Alan Wake. So this kind of confirms it. Um, but apparently the trailer did not divulge much more about like, is this going to just be an Easter egg kind of character or is this going to be like a playable character or a villain maybe? Um, mm -hmm. And I, I guess uh, I didn't catch this while I was playing Control, but I suppose or maybe I don't remember, but I suppose there were a lot of references to a writer. So that's why uh, where the speculation oh. was coming from. So this kind of like yeah. confirms that that's that's the. Uh, the, the writer that they were talking about. This what are the, Interesting. Uh, what are the objects called? I, I, I don't think anybody will remember this here, but there's like objects special of objects. Power. Yeah, objects of power. Okay, you nailed it. Uh, <laughs> Alan Wake has that flashlight. There you go. Yeah, with the Duracell <laughs> <Yeah>. batteries. <laughs> yep. It was sponsored, right? Or whatever. It was like... It was like <laughs> yeah, it was like specific. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like, these Duracell batteries have not run out. <laughs> Yeah, remember that at hours. the time everybody was like, "Oh my God, is this the future business model oh, of totally. video games? Just advertisements and yeah. product placement?" But they would just put like square banner ads for like McDonald's in the back of sports yeah. games, and people were like, "Wow, I guess this is the future." It's surprising how little that's in games now. Now that I think about it, 
Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about that a little bit more uh, later on in the episode. But first. Mm-hmm. But first. Uh, okay. What do you guys think about this? Uh, I was really surprised by this news. Um, Sony announced that they've got exclusive Spider-Man character in Marvel's Avengers, exclusive to PlayStation, uh, PS4 and PS5, coming free to those consoles early in 2021. It seems like a crazy get for Sony. I mean, I know that you know Sony has an, uh, an exclusive Spider-Man game already, and Sony Pictures has the exclusive rights to Spider-Man, but the video game rights still are, are with you know Marvel games. Sony doesn't own those. This just seems like, like um, if there's now there's like a very very clear choice that Sony's or the PS, the PlayStation version is the best version of this game, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just by virtue of Spider Man. But it's crazy. Well, it just they have this extra character, and it's maybe the most popular yeah. superhero. Mm-hmm. The the yeah. thought process of like, well, we have like like Spider Man is now just Sony. <laughs> like is right. you know because it is sony pictures like even though spider-man's in the mcu he's on loan from you know sony pictures and um obviously the spider-man video game and now this exclusive like from yeah. a marketing suits standpoint that may, that makes sense but like from a gamer standpoint or like a in-game lore Whoa. standpoint <laughs> settle down there gamescoop listener <laughs> <laughs> Let's not check in uh, the listeners. Um, I think it, I think this feels pretty bad. Just bad. for some context, there we're going to have some call-ins later that we yeah. pre-recorded that we're going to play, and one of them just played for a second there. Yeah. Um, um, but it's yeah, not bad. I, it's not bad for PlayStation gamers, right? Yeah. I don't know, but it also perpetuates a system where that's what people's you know choices are predicated on what developers choices are predicated on to the extent of which the, you know, they can influence that kind of thing. Um, I did think it was funny that there was a miscommunication because, because of Sony's presence around Spider-Man properties in general, that it was like, Oh, well they own the rights to it. Like, no, it's very much still Marvel. Uh, mm. And Crystal clarified that it was because of their relationship with Marvel. So Sony and Marvel mm. obviously continuously having these business deals together substantiates it and makes it a more comfortable um, process for them. But yeah, it's it's by no means like a rights thing where it's like, oh, of course Sony's going to get the exclusive. It's still just a negotiation process. But I do feel uh, on a similar topic, like I do feel a little bit bad for Crystal because originally it was like, where's Hawkeye? We want to know more about Hawkeye. Okay, Hawkeye's confirmed. <laughs> to you go, Spider-Man on PS4? Like, what's the yeah. deal here? So it's just kind of <laughs> like, you can't win. <laughs> um, yeah. They have a, uh, uh, um, like uh, Spider-Man's in other games right now, to your point. It's Spider-Man's in... Uh, Marvel, um, what is it called? The Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, that was just like a Switch exclusive. So it has nothing to do with, you know, Sony, 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 except for it does have to do with there's a big Spider-Man game or two on Sony systems now. Spider-Man's like, like this is this is another exclusive incident of, uh, incidents of Spider-Man, which is kind of funny because like, if that becomes Sony's mascot, that's, <laughs> that's a coup right there. That's pretty good. Use, it's a pretty yeah, good mascot for Sony. They use the Better Spider-Man Spider-Man Hawk, for the PS3. Kratos, Spider-Man. <laughs> What was that, Justin? Oh, uh, they used the Spider-Man font for the PlayStation for a while. Yeah, that's yeah, right. For PS3, that's yeah. right. They used um, Spider-Man footage also, to show <laughs> off the, the loading speed on the PS5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They love the I, association. Yeah. Yeah, and... I, and uh, go ahead. I, just, I, I, I don't know. I just, like, I feel like this era of exclusive content on one version of a game, it felt like it was winding down. Like, we saw it with... 
Destiny has, you know, the their marketing is with PlayStation, so an exclusive strike, which is the fancy version of a dungeon, like that's only on PlayStation and then came to Xbox like a year later or something like that. Like you still see it sometimes. It feels like it's less common now. And this is like the most high profile version of like one console getting something in a multi-platform game that it doesn't an- another console doesn't get in like a really, really long time. Um this a lot of people made the comparison. Had a lot of like stunted um yeah, uh, release dates where or st- staggered release dates where like mm-hmm. it comes, it's a PlayStation exclusive for like you know three days or something like that. Yeah, or like six months in the case of like Tomb Raider. Um, it reminds me of the Soul Calibur characters from back in the day. How like mm-hmm. one version of the game had Link. It was amazing, <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. You, then it was like Xbox was stuck with like Spawn or something. You're like, what? Like this I is have weird. a full history of those characters right here. So in 2002, Soul Calibur two uh, started guest characters, right? And yeah. so it had uh, Link on GameCube. Heihachi was for PlayStation 2, which is lame. Tekken. And then, uh, yeah, from Tekken. And then Spawn was for Xbox. But it was supposed to be Cloud for Heihachi. That got, that got swapped out. So that would have been really cool. That would have been yeah. so much better. Your point about how history has kind of ditched this idea, in Soul Calibur 3, they changed up the exclusivity. So uh, they did three Star Wars characters. The mm-hmm. Apprentice, which is from, like, you know, Force Awakens, or what's it called? Force Unleashed, sorry, was in yeah. both games. But they had Darth Vader on the PlayStation 3 version and Yoda in the Xbox 360 version. So That's so weird. But you could get either one as a DLC character. Yeah. So you could get them all in that. And then I have a final one, which is really funny. Uh, Mortal Kombat in 2011, the game that was just called Mortal Kombat. I think it's it's usually MK9 for fighting game fans. Um, hmm. They put Kratos as a PS3 exclusive. So hmm. they were almost going, and there's interviews about this, they were almost going to put Marcus Phoenix as the Xbox ex- exclusive uh, equivalent. But uh, at the last minute, I, uh, they were like, yeah, well, not last minute, but in development, they're like, you know, Marcus Phoenix can't really move that way in a fighting game. So it won't really make a lot of sense. So at that point, they're just like, okay, PlayStation gets Kratos and, and everybody gets, gets nothing, which is such a different idea, which is happening yeah. now than like, yeah. okay, if you get this system, you're going to get like Grey Hulk. But if you're going to get this system, you're going to get Spider-Man. And then you can kind of like compare yeah. and yell at each other about that. But this is just like one version of this game is just like, it just has more stuff and it's really cool. But it's also like Kratos is a Sony character, right? So yeah. that, that's that's yeah. the, one of the big differentiators for me is like, um, let's say you get the game on PlayStation, how deeply integrated and integral to the experience can Spider-Man even be? Because <laughs> he's not in the other platforms. So yeah. he's going to have to be just by the nature of how it works, bolted on in like a weird way. It feels It feels bad and I don't like it. Well, the the quote that we got um, that Tina mentioned, I, I think it's from uh, Scott Amos from Crystal Dynamics. Was it surprised me in its dismissiveness to these concerns? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The full quote uh, says, "I would say that Marvel's Avengers has a lot of heroes, and with the scope and breadth of this game and this universe, players are going to have their hands full with a lot to play with." We just announced Hawkeye. There are more heroes to come. So this is an opportunity to celebrate Spider-Man's addition uniquely for those players on PlayStation. <laughs> but I think there's so much of a world for people to explore. I wouldn't look at that as that as a, a reason not to embrace it. I would say, look at all this stuff you get to play with. And for those players who absolutely want to play as Spider-Man, you have the option to do so on PlayStation. It reminds it's me not of, an option. <laughs> it reminds me of Don Matrick, uh, Microsoft's former president of interactive entertainment business, in 2013, responding to complaints about Xbox One having an always online requirement. He said, oh, yeah. fortunately, we have a product for people who aren't able to stay connected. It's called Xbox 360. <laughs> um, I think it was Kotaku called that Spider-Man quote, word salad. 
Like it just mm. says nothing. Like, but they're stuck between like making this a big deal and getting PlayStation fans hyped versus like minimizing, you know, mm-hmm. for Xbox fans, oh, it's not actually a big deal. Don't <laughs> don't, yeah. don't don't worry about it. Yeah. Would yeah. it be better? Like, what would be better to take out Spider Man and be like, fine, you guys don't get Spider Man. <laughs> well, that's not happening. No. <laughs> but yeah. Would that solve the problem? Yeah. That's like that's what I do to fine. my children. It's fine. fine. Just neither yeah. of you get to play with it now. Yeah, nobody gets Spider Man. <laughs> we're just gonna keep it internally and we're gonna play as Spider Man whenever <laughs> Spider Man's going back up on the shelf and maybe you can have him next year if you stop whining. I mean, the worst thing is I don't think they confirmed crossplay, but given that that's become like more of a pattern of a thing, mm-hmm. imagine you are an Xbox player and you're like, God damn it, this, <laughs> this PlayStation player just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. rolling it in my face. But I think their point um, in the in the quotes that Damon read off is that their plan for the game is very much so to add like dozens of characters. Like mm-hmm. the, the way that they've talked about digging in through a lot of like the comic series and doing their research and whatnot, it sounds like they do have really extensive plans down the line. So maybe the thing that would have helped them is if they held off on the Spider-Man announcement, waited until yeah. there were like a ton of other characters where then it felt additive rather than this like major highlight uh, as part of the news cycle. Cause it's definitely a totally different interpretation before you've been able to actually see where they've yeah. put, you know, their money, put putting, putting mm-hmm. their money where their mouth is and actually mm-hmm. revealing a bunch of other characters too. It, it may have been a little premature just for the marketing aspect of it. Yeah. Or, or actually come up with other exclusive characters and yeah. wait, wait for that. Right. Like, like yeah. absolutely. Like just, just figure out what, what Xbox and PC players get. But to Justin's point earlier about, um, you know, feeling like we're coming off of this, basically like console war kind of a culture. Uh, mm-hmm. We ran a poll recently um, in association with Next Gen Console Watch uh, around console wars. And I was so surprised and delighted to see that most people were like, absolutely not. Like this is, we're agnostic. Like we're not, we're not trying to side with one or the other. Although yeah. the, the second most voted option was Sony. So yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that. yeah but that, I don't know. It may be a situation where like nobody, nobody claims to be a hipster. And yet, hipsters are a thing that exist. Hipsters know. don't exist. Mm. <laughs> so they, so they, people want to say like, "Oh, I'm I, I'm not like a console war zealot, but uh, I only play PlayStation games and uh, take my money for everything PlayStation." Is that and your yeah. theory? Yeah. yeah, or they argue about it. And, yeah, and I like, get in comments and be mean to yeah. people about the thing. <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not a fanboy, but IGN is clearly biased against Xbox. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> right. That's a fair oh. point. Way um, to ruin my hopes and dreams, Damien. <laughs> no, that was a really interesting poll result. Internally, we kept on looking at it and being like, "Oh, this is really interesting because it just reflects a different reality than the loudest people that are talking about this topic, right?" But yeah. we all know that happens. I just like it's just a confirmation that that's true, probably for a lot of other things out there. Yeah. When I was a kid, like shit talking the other consoles was like fun. That was part of like the experience of like being a gamer and being online. And like I didn't necessarily believe that in my heart. That it's like mm-hmm. being a sports fan. It's just rooting for your team. That was like part of the experience of being online was like their exclusive turned out bad, then you get to like put one over on your friends and be mean to them about it. <laughs> yeah. And like I was I was always a Nintendo kid growing up, um, and always uh talked smack on 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 sega and the genesis but i was always like secretly very curious about the oh, games yeah. that they had and if i went over <laughs> if i went over to a friend's house that had a genesis i was like oh oh can we play can we play some shinobi yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> what about Splatterhouse? That didn't change your Nintendo fandom. Splatterhouse started on uh, TurboGrafx-16. TurboGrafx, yeah. But you know, you owned a TurboGrafx, right? I did. I sure did. Um, okay. You may have seen, uh, dear viewers and listeners, you may have seen us testing a video commenting uh, feature on IGN called Yappa. Underneath articles, it's just instead of typing your comment, you can actually take a little video of yourself. I think they're capped at 45 seconds long. Um, and so I put out a call. I put out a beacon for uh, <laughs> listeners over in the Facebook group uh, for GameScoop asking for responses to this topic we're talking about right now. And The beacons I, are lit. Yeah. <laughs> Leave a Yappa. <laughs> Tayo, roll that beautiful yap footage. Hey everyone, my name is Mike Staub and I'm from Long Island and I am super excited to see Spider-Man in the Avengers even if he's trapped on the PS4. I understand that Sony and Spider-Man have this kind of relationship where they don't always let him play with everyone else but as a hmm. Spider-Man fan and as a Marvel Comics fan, some of Spider-Man's best moments is when he has to step up and prove to everyone that he's worthy of the title Avenger. As seen in Avengers vs. X-Men, you should really read that. My one concern with this is that I'm so happy with how Insomniac handled the character and handled the way he moves. I'm just a little concerned that Carousel Dynamics might not do it as well. But I'm optimistic. Let's see this happen. Yeah, that's a, his last point is that's, actually interesting. That's a great um, point. Because... A, a round of final previews just came out for uh, Marvel's Avengers, including one from IGN from our own Mark Medina. And none of the previews that I saw were particularly glowing about the game. Yeah. There's a feeling of sameness across some mm -hmm. of the characters because mm -hmm. ultimately there's a heavy attack. Ultimately there's a light attack. Um, obviously everybody has differences in what those actual powers and abilities are for each. So who knows if if Spider-Man, you know, maybe that's the the tagline. It's like Spider-Man's exclusive on PS4, but does it really matter anyway? <laughs> he still has a heavy attack and a light attack. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think people are finding some of that negativity, you know, and I'm I'm actually not massively jazzed on Avengers either, but I'll give it the benefit of the doubt because it's it's more RPG like than I think people are expecting. This is not an action game with stats. Like this is a role playing game, like an action role playing game that mm -hmm. is very stats based and numbers based. And so I don't I think people are gonna have to adjust to the fact that it's not an action game where you're zipping all around countering foes like Batman or Spider Man style. Yeah. Damon, right, if um, they put um, if they put uh, Punisher in the Xbox version, <laughs> would you go for that? Uh, I'm I'm taking a wait and see approach on the the game as a whole. So Punisher yeah. wouldn't upsell you? No, I yeah I this game is not doing it for me. Nothing I've seen about this game makes me think it's going to be a Damy game. Okay, so I don't know. Well, I'm waiting speaking for the reviews that, on this one. Speaking, speaking of, of that, that, um, I was reading some of the comments. Uh, speaking of that, and speaking about comments from from our readers, mm. uh, I was reading one of the comments in our news story, and someone said that they were exactly that. Like I was already on the fence about this game anyway, and I don't want to. Uh, contribute to these practices so this is the thing that's pushing me over to actually not get the game and i thought that was a very interesting take it's like mm. to begin with people are especially based on our traffic clearly interested in the game but i think they've yet to be it's yet to be proven to them that uh the quality of the game so if they're on the fence and this is the kind of thing that's like oh maybe the whole ecosystem is going to feel kind of unequal between the two platforms so maybe i don't want to partake anyway yeah all right tayo yap us good Hello, GameScoop. Hi from Canada. What do I think about uh, Spider-Man exclusively on the PlayStation in the new Avengers game? Across the board, I don't think it's uh, that fair because we're all paying uh, the same price and only Sony players are going to uh, enjoy that character. 
Um, I do think most negative feedback should be pushed towards Crystal Dynamics because ultimately they made the decision to alienate uh, a pretty big uh, player base um, for a little cheddar. Uh, the hate on Sony, I don't get it. You know, Sony, their formula is to create exclusive content, exclusive games. They're trying to make my gaming experience better. I love it. Anyway, that's what I think. Scoop. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. our, our Canadian friend has a Spider-Man poster back there. Yeah, I would say a tiny asterisk there is it's probably Square Enix, the publisher, more mm. so than Crystal Dynamics, the developer. But, you know, like, yeah, yeah I, I agree with the sentiment of, like, you know, Sony and Xbox are always trying to find any kind of angle that they can, and then um, it's up to the developers and publishers to, like, engage with that in a way that, uh, uh, you know, either makes your players feel good or not. Yeah. yeah although, I think the only person you know, um to play devil's advocate to that, uh, you know, they're creating a value system, Sony meaning and Xbox when they're negotiating these kinds of exclusives, they're creating a value system contingent on those exclusives. So they're also contributing and perpetuating that that model. Um, and it's hard to, I imagine, I'm not a developer in charge of a development studio, but I imagine, you know, if it if I if I were, it would be difficult to turn away opportunities to get the kind of amplification that you get by partnering with Sony, like that must be so appealing. So you have to think about like, you know, money coming in, money going out, obviously, but there's, I, there's gotta be such an uh, appeal to it. Um, and given that, that that's kind of how the business is running, like you're participating in things that people that are, or companies that are bigger than you uh, are setting the standards for essentially. Yeah. I just wanted uh, to get in another blame game here and blame. Uh, there's only one person to blame in this, and that's Spider-Man himself, because Spider-Man <laughs> is a menace. Spider-Man <laughs> is a spider-maniac, your friendly neighborhood vigilante. Let the police do their job. Get out of the way, Spider-Man. And also, who knows who? Maybe Spider-Man's just an evil uh, person that's out to actually uh, commit the crimes and then make it look like he's solving the crimes. I just, uh, that's Spider-Man. I just, yes, I just but aside from the conspiracy theory, <laughs> our scoop from friend from Long Island, as he mentioned, um, Spider-Man needs to prove himself. You know, he can be part yeah. of the Avengers too. So this is this is his opportunity. He's got he's got a whole business world he's got to deal with too. The Avengers are a menace, and don't get me started on mutants. <laughs> All right, we're we're running long on time, but Tayo, uh, play us our last root beer yapper. Hey guys, this is Dan Clearing from Idaho Falls, Idaho. Love the show. Uh, to me, um, I think this is just a sad situation. To me, Marvel has always been about inclusion and diversity. And I think it's just kind of sad that now they're the you know, conversation piece all about exclusivity and kind of tribalism with the console wars. So it's just really sad for me to see Marvel in this position. Um, I think it goes against what they stand for. And I don't know. I hope it get sorted out somehow but i know business is business so i don't know we'll see yeah, good point about right. uh yeah we should blame marvel marvel yeah. is the real culprit i think um i think Marvel's a they're comics corrupt <laughs> children there you go. and businesses yes, and spider-man I think Spider-Man as an exclusive was too good, too big. Like mm. if it's like, like mm. if it's like Iceman, it's like yeah. it's like, shit. like nobody cares. Like, yeah. but Spider-Man is like too big. It's too much. Like, yeah. he, like he's he's the biggest. I would say biggest Marvel character on Earth, the biggest one. And I so it's it definitely too, it was, up there. There's too much to lock behind a single, you know, a single console. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, okay, let's move on uh, to a game that I missed the first time around. Pikmin 3. I'm getting a second chance to uh, dive into that one. Pikmin 3 Deluxe has been announced for Nintendo Switch coming October 30th. Um, let's see, Sam, Justin, either of you actually played Pikmin 3 yeah. first time around? Oh, yeah. Pikmin 3 yeah. is great. It's a good one. I, I played the first two on GameCube. It's it's the best one, indisputably, wow. in my opinion. Wow. Yeah. They take Even out the timing than- system, which is really stressful, which is like each day... You have like 30 days in another Pikmin to like get everything done. And like, if you're not like the, the, you know, basically you have to start the game over and try to do it. I never like those kind of time constraint things. So three doesn't have that, which is nice. But you know yeah. what it won't have is, oh. I mean, I don't know, maybe it will, <laughs> <laughs> but I was, because uh, I haven't played Pikmin three. So I was actually watching our review for it mm-hmm. um, just to get a sense of what IGN thought at the time. Uh, and apparently there's like a first person view because it was on the Wii U. So you could use uh, that like handheld part of it, that handheld yeah. screen. And you could do this weird like first person view where you just get like a, a full blown shot of yeah. like their blue, their you know, little blue faces and giant big eyes. And it's, <laughs> it's just very cute. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> it's like you well, can it like, like a, it was it, like it a random too much detail. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> or it's too close to like. To, yeah, it's really goofy. Yeah, you get you, there's there was Pikmin selfies that came out of that basically. Yeah, and they're they hilarious looking. Yeah. Tina, you gave me me a scare when you said you watched our review for Pikmin 3. I thought you were going to say that I reviewed it. (laughs) Well, it it was Keza, actually. Um, I love it when that happens. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it was you. What did I give the game? (laughs) Just kidding. I haven't forgotten about reviewing any game that big. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to play that. Um, I'm bummed out that it's 60 bucks. That feels well, unreasonable yeah. for a Wii U port. And like, you know, people pointed out that there's new Super Mario Brothers U, you know, they also pointed over, but like that was a couple of years ago, right? Like now yeah. two more years have gone by and to bring over they're adding a co-op to the whole campaign and they're adding in all the DLC. So, you know, it, it's sort of earning its deluxe title, I guess. But like there's some it, kind of side quest they're adding in with with Olimar and uh what's the Luigi's character, Louie? Uh uh, yeah, Louis. But I think I think that's the original game's DLC. DLC. So then they're just, just putting that in. Okay. Yeah. So I I you know I'm torn between it's the best Pikmin game. It's a perfect fit for the Switch. So like I'm excited and glad that it's coming back. And 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 you know it's probably gonna sell a million copies now, right? Like it's gonna get the second chance at life. But um, it's a it's a little greedy on Nintendo's part. I do not think it should be a sixty dollar release. You in Kazo's review, go ahead. No, you go first. Well, in Kessa's review, she had pointed out that um, that the pointer controls were actually really good on the Wii U for this game. And you got, you know, uh, it was like really nice. I, I remember that. I remember them being good. And I think I played the whole game with pointer controls, but specifically the analog controls were a problem. And I think they redid all of that because they weren't they weren't before. I mean, like you could play Pikmin one and two like fully on GameCube controllers or whatever, and that'd be t- totally fine, right? So uh, I'm interested to see like how they fix that. Um, because I'm sure this will be the perfect handheld RTS game. It's just like, it, that's what mm-hmm. this game was made for. I'm so excited. I really liked this comment um, on our article from uh, IGN user Gamer by Proxy. And his comment is in quotes because he's making a joke. He said, I'm so glad Nintendo is porting over all these Wii U games. I skipped the Wii U because it didn't have any games. Well, <laughs> there's a little bit of a logical uh, there, but uh, they still don't have, uh, uh, you can't play a Nintendo party on a, uh, yeah, Nintendo Life, Nintendo Land. That's what it's called. Land, and then, uh, and then, or Game and Wario was that the Wario game that was on Wii U? There are some like. Well, they have Wii U still has a um, Wario game. Wii U still has NES Remix. Yeah. Oh yeah, 3DS at least got one and two for that, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Perfect game. Love it. Well, I shouldn't say perfect because I reviewed it and I don't think I gave it a, an 11. <laughs> off yeah, the I didn't give it 11. <laughs> you reviewed it. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't even review it. I just remember. Sticking uh, with the, uh, what's that, Tina? I was going to say one other quick thing about Pikmin. It's kind of sad that all these Nintendo announcements are like either leaks or tweet announcements. Like yeah. if this were a normal year, all of this stuff probably would have been delightfully revealed through like a press conference um, or a Nintendo yeah. Direct during, during E3 instead. Yeah. Now there hasn't tweet. been that replacement at all. We have not mm. got the big summer not from Nintendo, events. yeah. Well, like, that can force people into the stuff so much more than this kind of lax summer. And of course, world events that make things hard to actually produce. But it is weird to not get these big kind of press dumps from everybody. I kind yeah. of don't know why Pikmin's not coming out now. Why is it months from now? Like three months from now? <laughs> like, I guess because Animal Crossing's selling fine still. Yeah. yeah. You get those sales numbers? Speaking of, man, Nintendo announced just some insane financial results recently. Uh, Animal Crossing... New Horizons has sold 22 million copies in the three months since its launch. That means it's outsold every single PlayStation 4 exclusive in three months. The best-selling PS4 exclusive is Uncharted 4 with 16 million units. And mm-hmm. it's outsold Zelda Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey by like yep. a lot, by like almost 4 million copies. It's the yeah. second best-selling game on the entire Switch following mm-hmm. Mario Kart, which yep. makes it the best-selling original Switch game. True. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm still not going to play. I didn't. I didn't contribute to those sales. <laughs> uh, well deserved. I mean, it, it had a cultural moment, right? Like yeah. it was the exact right mm-hmm. game for the exact right time. Um, but I, the, even saying that, I kind of dislike that people that that's what they chalk up the game's success to. Is like mm-hmm. the game's excellent. Like mm-hmm. it's so well done and such a clever take on the formula that even if we weren't all stuck home in the pandemic, like I still think that that would be. You know, maybe not a 22 million seller, but like it still would have been a massive, massive hit for Nintendo. It'll do really well on PlayStation with Spider-Man in it. <laughs> um, they also announced their. Uh, I mean, it was it was fine. It was fine. It's okay. not really a, a belly laugh deserving gag. Well, yeah, I've asked go. you to play a little guitar tune after I tell a good joke, and you still are refusing. Tommy, so is that my feet? She's at my feet deciding whether or not she wanted to jump up in my lap for a while. Yeah. Now she's just going to sit in my lap. Focus, though. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we actually got a good cat cam there for yeah. a second. It was amazing. Cat cam. Nintendo also announced their uh, profit has <laughs> increased year over year by 576%. That's insane. <laughs> this was their, I think it was their most profitable quarter ever in the history of Nintendo. So insane. Man. And the Switch is, um, at the time this financial was released, it was just behind, uh, what, the SNES as being the second best-selling Nintendo... No, the NES as being the second best-selling Nintendo console of all time, but... No, you're forgetting about the Wii. No, uh, yeah, excuse me, third best. Third best, third best, but... um, It is is just about neck and neck with the NES in sales. But it's surpassed it by now, is the point I was going to make, because those financials are from you know, the quarter ending four or five weeks ago. So yeah. as of now, the Switch is the second best-selling Nintendo console of all time. Mm-hmm. And has, has a chance of catching the Wii, I think. I mean, the Switch is only three years old, so yeah. I thought this stat... We update our feature on that. We have yeah, a feature on the true. best-selling yeah. consoles of that's all time. Get updated. To, uh, <laughs> I got to make a note of that. Um, so we... Um, uh, one of the stats that came out of that, which sounded surprising at first, but then now I'm like, I'm actually surprised that it's low, is that... 
over 50% of Nintendo Switches that were purchased uh, this year um, since Animal Crossing came out have had have ha- like you know had Animal Crossing installed or purchased for them. Yeah. Uh, that seems so low. Like why why get a Switch this year if you weren't playing Animal Crossing? But did you just get attacked? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I didn't hear it though. There was no audio component to that attack. It was please, more like a, a flop and drop. <laughs> that was amazing. I kind of saw like a full two paw flop and drop there. It was great. She's she's still here. Oh my goodness. Not too upset. Um but yeah, like why who what are they buying switches for this year if they're not buying uh, Animal Crossing? I thought I was surprised by that. But yeah. also I think Mario Kart is still the best selling game on Switch, right? Yeah. Yep. Mario Kart eight deluxe. It's got a few years on um on Animal Crossing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Animal, Animal Crossing could surpass that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it totally will. Like, that's going to go on to be one of the best-selling games ever made. It's unbelievable. True. And you can get, well, I'm not going to make the Spider-Man joke again, because it didn't that's work actually, last time. <laughs> That's actually interesting. Uh, I wonder where it is currently on the list of best-selling games. Mario Kart? That you no, can, can, no, no, well, uh, I was going to say Animal Crossing, but... I don't think 22 uh, quite puts it in greatest of all time stratosphere yet didn't Did like get there didn't like cross-platform like general adventure games like <clears throat> assassin's creed used to hit like 15 20 million regularly I, in my mind the mark of like a mega hit is like 10 million which 10? is why okay. I'm so, which is why i'm so jaw dropped when like nintendo has multiple multiple switch games over 20 now mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. even splatoon 2 is like a 10 million seller it's yeah ridiculous. i remember the stats in splatoon were crazy 22 million sold puts it uh, right above Super Mario World. Okay. <laughs> and uh, that's had a couple decades to, to get those numbers up. Yeah. And just, it's like 100 units, 100,000 units below uh, Pokemon, Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is from what, 2002? Is Grand Theft Auto or Minecraft at the top of that list? Minecraft has got to be right. It's Minecraft. But, okay. I mean, they think they, this, they estimate 200 million sales of Minecraft. Yeah. There's new eight-year-olds every year, man. That game's never going to stop selling. (laughs) It's true. Uh, Okay, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Just like... Uh, Big Tony style. (laughs) Are you glad we didn't ruin this joke by ha- by not asking about the hat earlier? Well, yeah, because I wasn't wearing it. I wasn't yeah. wearing it until just now. And it didn't, nobody listeners. brought it up, so yeah, it was like a full buildup. And I was making yeah. jokes about the hat before we even started recording. That's for the bonus sure. episode. Just yep. special listeners. We make jokes about the hat all day long, every day, listeners. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Uh, Big Tony Style says, how long can Microsoft and Sony hold out on revealing the pricing for next-gen consoles? We're only a few months away, and it seems like they are in a game of chicken on pricing. Who do you think will be first, and how long do you think they could possibly wait before launch to reveal the price? I'm going to check and make sure they didn't just reveal it. One second. Okay, good. It is getting nuts. Yeah, it's in August. Not revealed yet. I mean, they have to have some amount of, and I imagine Justin has more thoughts on this, but um, they have to have some kind of runway time for pre-orders, so it can't be the absolute last minute, but it does feel like they're playing a game of chicken here. This is not a joke. Not a joke. We just put up a story that said PS5 pre-order date, comma, price is still a mystery. That is that is up <laughs> right now. That's our suspicions. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because there was a state of play today. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah but they so. said it was going to be yeah. PS4 for, yeah. or not yeah. PS5 focus. So no yeah. big PS5 announcements or something. Is that what they yeah. said? There were yeah. some PS5 games, but that's yeah, it. we're up to over eighty PS5 games on our uh, total list nice. now. It's like eighty-three. Wow. That crazy? It's a lot of games. We could we be. Are, you know, we could just be three months away. Three months. Three months from now is early November. It's been getting later, no, so okay. I don't. I don't remember the Xbox One specifically, but I have a vivid memory that PS4 pre-orders went up at E3, the E3 prior exactly. to the November mm-hmm. launch, because everyone in the office like pre-ordered it right yeah, there. We didn't get them. Mm-hmm. But now that's not been the case since then. Like with the Switch, pre-orders opened in January for a March mm-hmm. launch. That was it. So, um, and the Xbox One X was the same. Pre-orders went up around now-ish for you know a November launch for that sort of half-step console. So. Um, I don't, I don't. Yeah, like I don't know if that's like, you know, it's not enough to like make a pattern, but it's definitely a little bit different now than it used to be. They seem do a little you, bit less. You have to, to have a price and date to have pre-orders because pre-orders are, are clearly really important to yes. console manufacturers. They definitely have to have a price. Um, I don't know if they would have to have a date. Probably. Hmm. I, I don't think they care as much about date. I think they care about price. So maybe we'll never know the release date. <laughs> One day, it just shows up on your doorstep. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that'd be a really um, nice surprise. Yeah, there are a lot of decisions and announcements that companies can control themselves. Like, here's what our console looks like. Here's what our launch games are. Here's our controller. But price and date, they cannot control themselves. That has to be done in close coordination with literally thousands and thousands of partners around the world. With uh, you know, getting their retailer pages online and getting I those I thought you were going to say Illuminati, so I just really <laughs> thought that's where you were going with this. Yeah, with the Illuminati and the Templars. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Templars, exactly. Who turned so, out to be good guys? Are they? Yeah, I think the Assassins are now the bad guy. That was like the twist in like, you know, Assassin's Creed three and a half. And really? <laughs> I yeah. played all those games. I don't remember that. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, they stab people part. in the neck with wrist things. I mean, did they ever seem that great to you? Yeah. I did I kill a pope <laughs> with your fists. That's Assassin's Creed Two ends with a fist fight with the pope. Yeah, Jeez. every game, every game should. To be fair, GTA. Um, what were we and that's about? why we don't have nice console release dates. Um, yeah, so I I don't remember what point I was driving to, except that like it's really really touchy and sensitive, and it's not something that they can just cowboy and announce themselves like it has to be done in really close conjunction and coordination with many international partners so like it just seems like sort of a nightmare like there's no you just have to leap over the cliff like you can't you can't half step it so i don't know you know three out of four game scoop cats could be appearing on this show right now why why can't all four too sleepy okay my cat's in another part of the house. Up in, there's stairs and doors and stuff. He's he he's not allowed down here. I don't know what would happen. I dated a girl in, in high school that oh, that had a pet raccoon that could open doors. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That would be creepy. I wouldn't. I don't. I mean, I think raccoons are cute. I don't like the idea of them coming into my bedroom at night. <laughs> yeah. Unannounced. <laughs> I bet their feet feel a lot weirder than cats when they walk all over you at night. Yeah, probably. Bigger claws. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Damon, you I just see two glowing eyes in the door crack. Oh, like, oh no. no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I think, you um, I, sorry, I was going to get back to the actual question. <laughs> if we yeah, want to keep sure. spoofing and goofing. Can raccoons open doors? Um, I think, th- I don't think they're playing a game of chicken. I think Xbox is playing chicken with Sony. I think mm-hmm. Xbox is refusing, refusing to go first. 
they're hmm. going to force Sony to go first. And I don't think Sony is like necessarily unwilling to go first. I think Xbox is just working on Sony's timetable. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that I think the Xbox wants to price match them, and they're worried that they're going to be a hundred dollars more, so they want to do what Sony does. That's my read on it. Yeah, that was my. That's kind of my wondering is if if they're going to be the same price. Will we ever the, know? What, you know what, what their strategy was about how they planned this until there's like a tell all 30 years from yeah. now. Uh, the console wars of, you know, yeah, of console generation. wars too. <laughs> you know, I think it's almost as crazy as the fact that we don't um, have a release date or price for the next gen consoles is that it is August and this year's Call of Duty has not been revealed. <laughs> I know. We don't have launch games for these consoles. Isn't that crazy. Either. It's getting well, weird. they were going to put Spider Man in and then as soon as they saw how it went down with Avengers, it's just. <laughs> yeah, get him out of there. Yeah, I guess. All right. Um, okay, I'm going to share my screen with you. Uh, as promised, this is going to be the August 1990 issue of Video Games and Computer Entertainment. And look at this. What do we have here? Your stream is still running. Can you see anything? Yeah. Yes, I see it. <laughs> got oh, Michael wow. Jackson and Holder Michael Jackson. Yeah, for Moonwalker. Cool. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, this is good. This is a, a magazine that covered both video games and computer games, and it really sort of differentiated between the two. Okay. We begin with an ad from Konami for Blades of Steel in Castlevania. And it says, <laughs> which would you rather face off against? And I don't know. I think I would pick the human person rather than <laughs> the Lord of the Vampires. Okay, that so yeah, an like immortal an enemy. Choice. No thanks. Yeah, yeah, the choice is an immortal vampire or a man with soft armor on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that okay. seems kind of easy for me. We only I have enough money to one run one ad. We have these two <laughs> games, but we can't buy two ads. I think both I would lose to. So yeah, probably that's probably think, true. Like maybe maybe the the death by vampire would be kind of pleasant. And then you would live forever. Yeah, that's true. That's Why not? True. Which would you rather be on your side? I guess that's the same argument. Yeah. Like in a fight. But what? Yeah, because yeah, one's going to be your friend and one's an enemy. Okay. I kind of a kind of another Konami ad for um for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. from Ultra. It says turn your house into a sewer, and I've got this nice. I like the image of Raphael coming up. I don't know why there's a sewer uh, <laughs> opening in this person's living room. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> But then Raphael says, yo, dudes, check us out and follow the Foot Clan, our first ultra cool adventure for Game Boy. But then this adds for like the NES yeah. game. So I don't know. Oh, that's not it's even the wrong the... copy. They screwed up. Maybe. Oh, or they're just trying to throw that be. in there and no. they didn't want to th- they didn't want to show the Game Boy version. Yeah, yeah, I think he's saying, oh, by the way, we have a Game yeah. Boy game, too. Oh. And then do you notice on Which the carpet? Turtle is that? Damon? Raphael. Raphael. Is he like the funny one? He's no. the cool one. Cool, but rude. Okay, yeah. cool but rude. So that's not like a funny joke or something that I just don't get because I don't understand turtles. On the on the floor next to the NES is Castlevania Blades of Steel and Metal Gear. Mm. That's cool. cool. Yeah, that, um, wait, are those all Ultra games? Um, I think Metal no, Gear no, is just, just Konami. Yeah, yeah so yeah. They're, they're, they're totally blowing their cover there. <laughs> yeah. That Ultra is supposed to be a, a fake cover-up Konami. Uh, yeah. Uh, and the so reason you is can because only publish like six games a year as yeah. a publisher and get the Nintendo seal of quality. And so, so, so companies like Konami are just like, okay, we're now also another label called Ultra, and then publish that anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that would Very be interesting smart. if if those would be kind of like an Easter egg, and people wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah those are also no they, like, they wouldn't know until the thirty year later tell all. That's how I think we by ni- nineteen ninety that cat was probably out of the bag. Maybe. <laughs> 
Uh, and then we have a letter from the editor who is none other than Andy Eddy. Nice. Yeah. Uh, IGN uh, uh, editor when we started. When yeah, Internet former started. IGN editor. Um, and this, they were just about ready to launch some kind of internet version of this magazine. Um, Andy Eddy writes, What satisfies me more than issues sold, please give my apologies to my boss, is that we reach gamers with news and information in as many ways as we can. Better yet, we're going to introduce some different ways through the conduits that high technology has provided for gamers to reach each other and trade information. Remember, this is 1990. The key to these upcoming contacts is that they will be instantaneous, so hot stories can be immediately relayed to our readers. The method that has our attention is our own SIG, or Special Interest Group, on Delphi, an online network that allows computer owners to send electronic mail, post messages, and chat in real-time conferences, among other things. Delphi is available worldwide, and the World of Video Games, as our group will be called, lets the dissemination of video game information take place at the snap of a finger. Wow. That's incredible. It says, here's a taste of what the world of video games will offer. Let's say there is a news flash on a new game or piece of hardware. We could post a notice in the news bits section of our file library for anyone to read right away. That's so cute. They're just describing a video game website in 1990. Yeah. Yeah, And then meanwhile, if you go all the way down to the last paragraph in order to give them feedback, you have to mail it in to their address. (laughs) Beverly Hills. (laughs) Yeah. That's think of how exhausting it used to be to have to say electronic mail every time you talked about your email. Mm. Yeah. There has to be a shorter way to say that. (laughs) Um, This is an ad for a Game Boy game called Heyankyo Alien, which I didn't, you know, this is just one of those games. I remember seeing the box art. I, I never played. Oh, you have this one, Sam? He's gone. <laughs> Apparently, Sam has the uh, card for... Oh, nice. <laughs> I love that you just have it ready to go. Yeah, I, well, I just got a box copy of this. So this is this is Hyankyo Alien. I got a bunch of weird box copies of games. Like, look at these. Dexterity? Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Puzzle game. Uh, Revenge of the Gator. Never heard of I, it. That's, that's, I had that game. That's a pinball game. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but but this game, Heyanku Alien, is on this great company. You know, I had no idea that Damon was going to show this. This is kind of amazing. But uh, <laughs> Meldak. called Meldak. Meldak of America. Which is, which is not the name of Alf's planet. That's Mel Mac. <laughs> um, Meldak of America uh, also made my favorite NES game uh, today called Zombie Nation, which is about a floating zombie head. Yeah. Is he uh, fighting an alien while he's in its mouth? I think this is probably like a, a, a Japanese demon from like folklore, Japanese Got folklore. Mm-hmm. I think Heyankyo Alien is a good candidate for having a, for having had a different name <laughs> for its Western release. Yeah, probably. But that, I'm holding the Western release and they just didn't bother. Yeah. Um, it says it's apparently a, a classic video game from 10 years ago, which would have been 1980 at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, Damn, um, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, wait, you don't see my screen now? Okay, mail. Uh, I love this one. This is a, 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 a letter that says there are many places up here in Ontario selling special cartridges for the NES that hold up to 52 games. Nice. I thought that was pretty Good ridiculous one. until I tried one of them. A lot of the games on the cartridge are ancient, but with around 50 of them, you're not going to get bored too quickly. They're called Micro Genius and retail for about $100 American. Could wow. you please tell me how this works? Yes. Uh, somebody has stolen a bunch of games and put them on one one ROM yeah. and, and bypass the ability for uh, people to sell you individual games. And also, one way it works is that they t- they would take 
I have a bunch of these. They take a single game and like do like a, a, a like a swap of a sprite. So it's like it's Super Mario Brothers, but you're playing as like a toilet or something. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, and that's one of the games in the fifty two in one. They're yeah. pretty funny. They're uh the magazine's response is, you have to be careful, Eric, because Nintendo is cracking down on multiple game cartridges. They aren't licensed by Nintendo, and Nintendo recently started taking legal action against companies manufacturing and selling them. This is a form of piracy. As for how the cartridge works, we're assuming, since we haven't seen one, that it's simply a group of games combined onto a single cartridge with some sort of menu selection system. That's right. So, so they have no idea what they're talking They have, don't have any idea how it works. You those those were really hard to find at the time. Like, I was completely unaware of that. Like, the biggest bootleg component for the NES that ever came out was the Game Genie, and that was ubiquitous, and people yeah. played the crap out of it, and Nintendo hated it, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, but there's plenty of things like this. There's a system called the Aladdin, which uh, augmented your games, kind of like Game Genie, but, like, it was for better-looking games. And there's just all kinds of stuff that was the, that people tried out. Do you remember that kids would get, uh, for Super Nintendo especially, you could get a floppy disk reader and you would put a floppy disk in and you could rip games onto it. And it was like in the back of like, you know, Bad Boys magazine or whatever. I made up the name of that magazine because only only <laughs> Bad Boys would read that. I, I want to read Bad Boys magazine. Bad Boys Life. <laughs> uh, Highlights another, for bad kids. This is another <laughs> uh, letter. I, I promise more talk about adver- advertising in games. Uh, someone from New York writes in, I read with great interest your column on advertisements creeping into video game cartridges. It's a trend that started with Coke oh. and Pepsi ads appearing on video cassettes beginning with Paramount's 1997 video release of Top Gun. The ad reflected the theme of the film, entertained viewers, and most notably reduced the price of the video. The end result was millions of videos sold. A number of videos with ads have followed since then, and in almost every case, it's resulted in a lower video price or a mail-in rebate. Now ads are showing up in movie theaters, and though some of the advertisements claim the ads keep the ticket prices down, they have continued to go up. The moviegoer gets nothing in return for viewing these ads on the big screen. So, do ads for products such as Pepsi belong in video games? Yes, but only if the company releasing the game reduces the price of the game, passing the savings on to the consumer as a result of the licensing fees. This is the same reason why, in my opinion, software published by Nintendo should be less than titles published by third-party companies. Hmm. I thought Why that was interesting. The, oh. Because the, yeah. Nintendo doesn't have yeah. to pay a licensing fee to publish its own games. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, Nintendo, I'm sure, doesn't object to get, making a bigger profit margin on their own games. Um, the uh, uh, the games, there were games at the time on Nintendo, I can think of, with great in-game advertisements, including Yonoid, which is an entire advertisement for pizza. But also, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, had Pizza Hut yeah. uh, ads in the background, and you could get a coupon for Pizza Hut when you got the game. Yeah. It's interesting to think of gamers at the time being completely open to the idea of advertisements and games and thinking they were actually going to make their games cheaper. Mm-hmm. Well, we do have streaming services and stuff that add. That's true. Put, put ads in things now and make the service cheaper. Like that's a, a, a there's a reality to that. But yeah, it's not happening with games. God, it, it actually it is happening with games. Of course, it's mobile games. All well, these mobile yeah. games you get for free because they yeah. have advertisements in. That's true. That's a good point. Ugh. Uh, this is an ad to the sequel to GoGo GoGo 13 on NES, but the ad is like completely unclear. It says an encore performance, and then in smaller text it says GoGo 13 is back in the Mafat conspiracy. Top secret episode, knock the wind out of you. This one will blow <laughs> you away. So it's like it isn't entirely clear what the name of the game is that they're advertising here. Yeah, yeah, the Mafat conspiracy is the name of the game. Yeah, yeah, which I didn't know was a sequel to GoGo 13. Yeah, that's um, why they made this ad. Yeah, <laughs> that was the they're, kind of, they're burying the lead here, I guess. 
I got to tell you, that was one of those games where I rented it and was extremely disappointed for a whole weekend. Yeah, me that was that was me with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> oh, that's oh, a disappointing game. Boy. Um, in their news uh, bits, they have an update on uh, FBI NAB's Game Pirate. I Whoa. think this is fascinating for 1990. A recent FBI operation led to the capture and conviction of Frank uh, Karchevsky of Wayne, Michigan, on mail fraud charges for selling copies of computer software. Mail fraud. Weird. Karchevsky was sentenced to 11 months in prison for operating a mail order business, Hanover Fist Enterprises. The, the company made and sold company made and sold copies of software and documentation. The FBI seized over 2,500 pirated discs along with computers and copyrighted instruction manuals valued at over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I just that's think that's funny. crazy. You can steal whatever you want, but you can't send it in the mail across state borders, <laughs> no. or else you'll get arrested. No, if you're a drug dealer, you got to pay your taxes, or they'll get you. <laughs> they reviewed a Nightmare on Elm Street on NES. They give it an overall seven. Which I think is pretty generous. <laughs> That's very generous. Yeah. <laughs> they also reviewed Top Gun 2, gave that an overall seven. Uh, and what's interesting is, you know, in this full page review, not once did they mention how difficult it was to land on the aircraft carrier in the original game. Yep. And that's like everyone's entire frame of reference for the game Top Gun today. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what else also is weird? At the end of their reviews, they put the address of the company. So at the end of. Um, the Nightmare on Elm Street review is the address for LG, LJ and Toys. At the end of Top Gun review is the address oh. for Konami. That so do you weird. think if, if we did that, people would be less likely to be like, you know, you idiots to our <laughs> us and our writers and would it just go straight to the source? Hey, wait, go yeah. back to the Konami one. Uh, the, Top Gun 2, yeah? yeah. That's not even a 1-800 number. That's just a phone number. Yeah, it's, it's their phone number, yeah. Ask your parents. It's funny that Konami was in Buffalo Grove, Illinois. What office is that? <laughs> um, it's an ad for River City Ransom, which is surprising to me because I think of that as being an earlier game than 1990. Oh, I yeah, it's not. definitely a 90 game. 90s kids will remember. There's also a Nintendo World Championship badge on that picture. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, they, this, they have a player's guide to Newtopia, which was a Zelda-like on TurboGrafx-16, but I like their warning here. Uh, Sam, I think you'll appreciate this. It says, warning, if you're already a Newtopia owner, we suggest you play it prior to reading the information presented here. Setting our maps prematurely may decrease your enjoyment of the game. Oh, However, yeah. if you have yet to purchase Newtopia, it should be safe to browse through this article in order to decide if the game is something you'd enjoy. It's unlikely, you'll remember, it's unlikely you'll remember many of the clues once you do start to play. Sure. <laughs> They, they had to find an audience because they're trying to say first that uh, anybody who, yeah, that's really silly. That's great. There's a whole feature on Electronic Arts takes on the video game market. Video which, you know, dash game market. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, of course, in 1990, Electronic Arts had been making computer games for years. So it's just interesting that they make this clear distinction between computer games and video games mm-hmm. in this magazine. Well, it's that's- just, yeah, it's, it's a distinction made on the cover of the magazine. <laughs> One of the games, uh, one of EA's first video games is apparently Skate or Die 2, The Search for Double Trouble, yeah. which I, I didn't know the whole um, premise was that you'd run over the mayor's dog. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. So that's what it says. Yeah. Are you the heroes? No. You're just like that menace Spider-Man terrorizing the city. Yeah. Um, the, uh, that game has a really good half pipe uh, in it. That's yeah. very fun. And a great soundtrack. They have a yay or nay section in this magazine where they just say, you know, whether or not this thing is great or not. So their first nay is, we were really anxious when we heard there was an NES compatible in the works, but now it looks as though we may never see it. 
What would be an NES compatible? I think it's just like a system that's cheaper than the NES that you can play NES games on. Like when the like a knockoff. Yeah, when the copyrights trademark expired in like 2000, you could just go to like any GameStop and get a knockoff NES. There's a yay and nay that says, have you noticed that many of the new crop of NES games look better? Well, cartridges like Sunsoft's Batman and Nintendo's own Super Mario Bros. 3 benefit from a new chip called the MMC3. Mm-hmm. Word reaches us from the grapevine that Nintendo has developed MMC5 and MMC6 chips, which also improve graphics on the NES games of the future. But is this all good news? Unfortunately, it is likely that any games utilizing this new technology will also sport a price over $50. We approach this subject cautiously as firm facts in Nintendo land are hard to dig up. Hmm. Well, as long as they balance that out with a bunch of ads for pizza places, everything should yeah. be fun. Uh, there's a whole uh, walkthrough for one of my favorite games of all time, Shadowgate. And I think they actually show every screen. Uh, oh, that's a great map. Yeah, I think they, they, they lay out all the screens in a map. They think they show every screen in the Damn. game, up to and including the very final boss and the uh, game over. The Congratulations, you've won the game screen. Yeah, they they just the, show the whole game. Now you don't need to play that, it. They put that skull on every page, too. Yeah. yeah, you're right. There, wow. is. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there he is. Well, there, looking at me. Uh, uh, an ad for Faces Tris 3. So this is like the next in the Tetris series. They're calling it Faces dot 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 Tris 3. So oh, you've boy. mastered Tetris and Weltris. Yeah. yeah. The and newest challenge from the Soviet Union, Faces Tris 3. Huh. I, just, wow. I can't believe they're trying to make that a thing. Look at wow. the logo. They're they're leaning into the Soviet branding yeah. there, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this is so cute and adorable. Uh, an ad for mail, play-by-mail games. Thousands oh. of players nationwide are waiting for you to join them. Write today for free rules and set up in any of these three great play-by-mail games. Since all, fe- all games feature written turn reports mailed to your door every two weeks. Multiplayer action for hours of absorbing entertainment each week. Meet new friends across the U.S. We provide the games and opponents. The fun is yours to enjoy. That sounds so cool. It's crazy. It just, uh, yeah. The internet ruined that, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, The Game Doctor. This is also adorable. Uh, Someone wrote in, I recently purchased Double Dragon 2 for my IBM. It is a good game overall. I have only one question. Is there a way to continue the game? It's a real pain to get far into it, then die and have to start all over again. I hope you'll be able to help me. So this poor guy owns the game already. He had to write into this magazine, wait months to get an answer. What does he think there is? Like a button code that continues yeah. you? But there is in Mario. There absolutely is in Mario 1. <laughs> what would that be? You hold down, don't you hold down select when you start the game and then you start at the world you died on or something like that? I don't know. Did I dream that? <laughs> I have no idea. This is also a great question. Uh, it says, I'd like to pose a question that is probably in the minds of many gamers who read video games and computer entertainment. Your magazine seems to have reviews and screenshots of games months before they are out in stores. How do you get your hands on these games? Do you get them from the manufacturers or other sources? I was wondering if you could give me the names, addresses, and phone numbers of your <laughs> sources so I could get in touch with them. I am particularly interested in advanced copies of Genesis and TurboGrafx-16 games. Oh. Sure. Here's here's their addresses. Seriously. It'd be nice if you could just ask for that kind of thing and get it immediately. Yeah. That's so uh, weird. What well, how yeah. unclear on the concept of uh journalism, magazines, technology, dates like do you have to be to like come up with that question? 
So we, by the way, I just looked it up. In Mario 1, if you hold down A and press start when the game ends, you continue from the world you died on. Nice. Cool. Uh, and finally, uh, they have a inside scoop gaming feature. <clears throat> so maybe we actually um, <laughs> owe, owe this magazine money for uh, the game scoop name all these years. Oh, no. They're talking about uh, how CDs are going to be the next revolution in uh, computer gaming. Accurate. A lot of predictions that came true in this issue. And that was the 1990 issue of computer games and video, you know, video games and computer entertainment. Which brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Connor from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Let's the questioning begin. I just want to say, by the way, I stopped by the office and I got to get pick up my copper sphere. And it makes me oh, really nice. happy. I recognize that little boy. I really, I like, I like legitimately missed it. I've done so much good thinking with this thing between my hands this week. Sorry, we can start 20 questions. You're going to use it. Yeah, you use it, yeah. use it now. Uh, did this game come out before January 1st, 2000? No. So it probably wasn't in that issue of video games and, and whatever. <laughs> Unlikely. Current What's that, Tina? Is it on current generation of consoles? It is not. So somewhere maybe um, or PC exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be crappy. Probably not. That'd yeah, be evil. Probably not. Um, is this is does is multiplayer the focus of this game? Is that the right right way to answer, ask that? Okay. Um, multiplayer is a big component. I don't know if we call it the focus, but it is. It's a it's a big component of the game. Okay. When this game was released, was it a console exclusive? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Is it, is it a shooter? Is it a shooter? No. That's five. Um, was this a, 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 a is this a, a PlayStation game? No. Okay. So was this game ex- Was this game exclusive to the Nintendo Wii? No. Yeah. Well, I you know, it's not on current gen. It's not a PlayStation game. If it's a shooter, which it's not, I assume that would be Xbox. Like yeah. I don't think Xbox has too many multiplayer focused games that aren't shooters. So that's where my head was at. Hmm. Um does this game have sequels? No. Whoa, weird. Whoa. A one off. One off <laughs> multiplayer console exclusive or platform exclusive. Hmm, that's pretty strange. Was this made in Japan? Yes. We need to know the console. We know it's a console yeah. exclusive. Okay. But it's not on the Wii and it's not yeah. on PlayStation. Or any I, and my question is about any PlayStation consoles, but it yeah. could be a still on a Nintendo console. Could be on a different Nintendo console or obviously an Xbox console. Was like this game DS? Yeah, was this game exclusive to an Xbox console? No, that's ten. So was this, then. Do you guys want to ask about handheld? We got another console. Yeah. Was this a handheld game? Yes. Okay. okay. So DS or 3DS? Yeah. Yeah. With multiplayer. Yeah. With a multiplayer mm-hmm. emphasis on it. The Mario Kart's so those don't have sequels. Braden Training that has a sequel. Nintendo Dogs is a sequel. Boo. And it was made in Japan. Was this game made by Nintendo? No. 
Okay. <laughs> well, maybe it's one of those weird. Sega made a lot of DS games, 3DS games. Is this a DS game? Yes. Okay. Oh boy, what could it be? So it multiplayer be. is pretty unusual on the DS. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I mean, it could have been more of a local thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was did this game really put an emphasis on local multiplayer? Um, uh, well, I don't think online existed for the DS. The DS at all? Yeah. Well, they had Mario Kart. Wasn't that playable online, or was that 3DS? No, no. I think Mario Kart DS was online. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe Damon doesn't know the answer to this. I think this would have only been local multiplayer. Okay. Do you think it could be a Crystal Chronicles type thingy? Square Enix game? Yeah, well, I don't know. Man, Mm. that was like my era. Like that was when I first started working in this business for a website that did like only handheld games. And yet I'm having trouble here. Uh, How many questions do we have left? Six? Uh, five and a guess. Damn it. Tina, we're having trouble hearing you. I was just saying we burned through. Um, Is the developer still in business? Yes. That's 15. But it didn't developer. get any sequels. The no sequels thing is really weird, too, because... Well... <laughs> Could it be was- racing? Yeah, I was thinking of going the route of do we play as a human? Yeah, we good. know it wasn't a sh- we know it wasn't a shooter. Why do we know that? Because yeah. we asked. <laughs> we asked that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, uh, do the human one. That'll help. Do you play as a human? Unclear. Oh, so maybe huh. you're in a vehicle? No, because you'd be a human if you were in a vehicle. Yeah. Do you play in a? Is this a vehicle based game? No. Okay. Great. So maybe you wear a suit. Non-humans can pilot vehicles. Yeah, but how often does that happen? Star Fox. <laughs> Fair yeah. Enough. yeah, only Star Fox. Um, there's a, uh, I, I think, like, like you know, eliminating vehicles eliminates racing and, and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I guess this could be a puzzle game. Like, could it be Medios? Oh, yeah, I was just going to guess that. But there was a sequel to Medios, but maybe Damon doesn't know that. Disney Medios? Yeah, there was Disney Medios. And that was a DS game. Is this a puzzle game? Yes. Do we have any more questions? Yeah. That's really good. So it's a it's Ooh. a multiplayer. It's a you know heavily not only multiplayer but like a multiplayer. It could also emphasis. be Tetris DS. Yeah, but that I mean, do you count that as sequels? Like that's where right, I'm like, right. no, that's the issue, right? Like it would have to be called uh, t- uh, Tetris Two Ris Seven. Yeah, Ris Seven. It's yeah. Tetris DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tetris DS was very much online too. I played a lot mm-hmm. of Tetris DS online. Was there a Disney Tetris also? <laughs> I think there was. All right. So, does this uh, is there a way to narrow down like blocks versus cubes versus? I mean, everything's oh, touch controls, right? What touch controls? Well, they all had, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess, but like that's like every DS game was like really good about having touch. Was controls. Tetris like that? I don't recall. Medios definitely was. Should we say it was like definitely stylus based? Yeah. Is this a, a absolutely uh, unequivocally stylus based game? Yes. Okay. It's Medios. I think it's probably Medios. Who who published Medios? The the 
The, it could also be electroplankton or something weird like that. Man, I love that era. It might not be Medios. I, I I don't know what this game is. To be fair, I I absolutely think it's Medios, but I'm trying to think of a smart way to narrow <laughs> it down. You have Although, uh, a question and a guess. You could ask me if I've if I was aware of Disney <laughs> Medios. <laughs> I think it's probably okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. We, we could ask: Does this game start with the letter M? If you want to just burn that. I, I've question. always wanted to use that. <laughs> um, yeah. Is this Medios? Yes, it is Medios. <laughs> you should ask me okay. if I was aware. With one question <laughs> remaining: Disney Medios. <laughs> yeah, they made I've never Disney. heard of. Dis- I've never heard of Disney Medios. They made a Disney version. Wow, scoop. Medios. Cool. Medios was um, great game. I- a game where you slid rows and columns using a stylus to try to match them up and eliminate lines. But um, the problem with that game was eventually gamers figured out that you could just frantically rub the oh, stylus yeah, all over the screen them. and you would just win. <laughs> it was completely broken. Like it didn't. Because it was like you would have to like you, the idea was to like systematically find things yeah. to eliminate from like a big pile. And you know if you click the wrong thing, nothing really happens. So all you need to do is just hit everything at once, and then it just gets all the things out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was developed by Q Entertainment, which is better known Q. for Luminous. Yeah, we would uh, have never guessed that. It was published by Nintendo. Okay. Why didn't we ask that? That's insane. We asked if it was developed by, or if it was made by Nintendo. I wouldn't have remembered that that was published by Nintendo. So, I'm glad we well, weren't we misled anyway. I played a lot. I played a lot of media and, and Luminous. And what's interesting is they were both exclusive and Q, you know, Luminous was on PSP and then Medios yeah. was like, the their DS exclusive puzzle game, yeah. yeah and Luminous had Spider Man in it, so most people. I, play. <laughs> I think they both came to Xbox Live Arcade, actually. Well, I know Luminous did. I don't yeah. know that Meteos did. Luminous came to Switch. Yeah, um, yeah. On Switch, yeah. Um, and Luminous was, you know, I would say the greatest puzzle game ever made in like that style, that like sort of mm-hmm. standard Tetris style puzzle game. Mm-hmm. I think falling it's the blocks. greatest one. Yeah, falling mm-hmm. blocks puzzle game. Um, very good. So it overshadowed Medios a little bit, but they're both I have good great. memories of that game. I'm, I'm really happy yeah. to talk about Medios. Me too. Uh, Man, I, I think. Oh, go ahead. I just want to dig out. Like I still have all my DS games. I want to dig out Medios now. Yeah. Now it turns out I have a bunch of terrible Game Boy games here to start digging through. <laughs> shoot, you're you're gonna. Uh, have you ever shoot. seen this before? Packaged Wii controllers. <laughs> mm. Aren't those cool? Yeah. It's so pretty. I have about, I have about seven of them. So, cool. hey, kid, anybody. hey kid, what are you yeah. buying? Interested? You interested in a Wii controller? <laughs> How did you come into all this stuff, Sam? Oh, you know, I can't keep expected to keep track of all my wheelings and dealings. Okay, all right. Um, I go to uh, uh, swap meets and stuff. I haven't done that recently, but this is from a friend's supply. There's two thirty x thirty two x's in this box. That's you don't. Yeah, you I have somebody that was moving X. this one. 64x. <laughs> all right. All right. That's uh, all the scoops I have. That is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Uh, if you have any questions or video game 20 questions, suggestions, send them to me at gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you to Justin and thank, thank you, you, Tina. Thank you, Sam. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.